<laughs> well, this is the first day home after Hurricane Dorian has passed us. We're back in the office. <clears throat> I had some uh, revelations, not during, I, I'll tell you this, during the hurricane um, or waiting for it, there was very little spiritual thought. And there is anxiety, fear of the unknown, what's going to happen, what, where will I be, you know, whatever, or the people we care about, are they going to get hurt or displaced, or even people we don't know, right? But we still have empathy for them. So the amount of uh, spiritual intuition or anything that goes along with that was actually very limited. Nothing, nobody was talking about anything that was about higher forms of thought in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, people are just waiting. Maybe asking for prayers, what have you. But the just the threads that I normally follow and the people that we all converse with, that was all on hold. And it was very interesting. And it made me realize that... Um, you know, we put in the work beforehand, and we expect it to happen. My answer to myself is yes. I might not be able to sit down and have a quiet moment to meditate with a wife with a hurt foot that couldn't walk, and two small children, and in a, in a safe place we went to Orlando, and a beautiful two-bedroom place. It was very nice. But still, it wasn't home, and we really, it took us a lot to just wind down and relax, even though we're in a resort, and it was a gorgeous day out. We still had a looming hurricane over our head, and that hurricane could be a million different things. We talked about, you know, the, the pharaohs and the Israelites leaving, uh, you know, Egypt, or you might not know about the Armenians and the Turks um, wanted to wipe out the Armenians. Or whatever it might be, we might, you know, say the Nazis or the Russians or, you know, Pol Pot or whatever dictator there has been out there. When we have that looming stress over our head, you see these nations become stagnant spiritually, right? As we were going through this stuff, you know, I found, I watched a little bit of Joyce Meyer on, the, on TV I didn't see any Joel Osteen or whatever, but I was just flipping through. I was like, all right, I need a little bit of church. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I watched a little bit, and I got a good message. And one of them was caring for our parents. And my mother wanted to stay home through this. She didn't want to come. She didn't want to leave her cats, and she wanted to stay home. And either I could drag her out by her feet, <laughs> kicking and screaming. No, I'm joking about that. But... Um, or honor her too and have her stay where she is. The hurricane didn't hit us. We got very, almost nothing, right? We had friends over at the beach that stayed there. So her decision was right for her and ended up being perfectly safe or what have you. The other thing is getting used to something. We get used to this stress over our heads very often. And uh, I wore, and I forgot to take it off, I wore my a ring from my father that my father gave me and it is our family crest and my right on the same finger as my wedding ring but I got so used to having it on there that I didn't even notice there's a second ring and I meant to take it off this morning and I just realized it just now 
we become accustomed to things. This one's a good one, right? But also makes me realize how often am I accustomed to these stresses that loom over my head from mortgages to student loans, whatever it might be. Um, we can call them thousand things. Some of them might be big for some people. Some might seem small to one, but are big for another, really. Like a car payment, whatever it might be. So, you know, as we get into a world where not becoming complacent, but really labeling those things and becoming the leader of it. Does that make sense? Taking control of it. If we have a, a mortgage, pay it as fast as we can. Every bit extra we pay goes straight towards the principal. You have a 30-year a mortgage, you can pay it off like 15 years faster by just doubling the principal amount. If you double the entire amount, you pay it off in probably five years. I have a build seven. If we, uh, my building downtown here, it's 11 years right now and it's almost paid for. Um, because we didn't want that over our heads. As soon as it's done, then it's just glory, right? We live in a little more bliss. The looming things over our head dissipate. Some of those are fear. You said something earlier. I heard you talking to Alexandra about uh, you were got you were gonna give up or you were, what'd you say? Uh, I was just getting discouraged. Discouraged. Yeah. That was the word. Yeah. After trying so many times, and then it finally happened. It's just the next chapter, the next page in the book. It's right there waiting for you. If you would have given up earlier, given up your dream, it might not have ever happened. Same for the house for us. Same for the house, exactly. You get discouraged, but there's that next thing. You've put a lot of energy into it. That energy is still going, even though those times that we are a little bit tired. So it's the opposite side of the looming stress. You're getting through that darkness, and then there's light on the other side because we create our own darkness. All the stuff with the hurricane, we created ourselves. I'm talking about my family. I don't know what anybody else was like, but I'm sure it was similar, right? It created that stuff within us. And, but we are creating it ourselves. We're allowing it to happen. My friend, my very close friend, um, I spoke to both of them last night. I'm going to New York this weekend. And uh, we were talking about next weekend, actually. Yeah, next weekend. <laughs> Um, they went to go see Ama. I don't know if you knew, have you ever heard of Ama? She's the hugging guru. And uh, she's, you know, a, a spiritual being and an amazing, you know, individual. They went on Friday, I believe, or Saturday, waited for five or ten hours, and my friend Mark, he said he left. And he said something called him back, and he went at 3 p.m. Uh, on Sunday. And they were done by 3 a.m. He finally got to hug her at 3 a.m. on Sunday. There were millions of people waiting to see her and just to be hugged by her. And lives transform. There is an energy and power because she's let go. Remember the balloons that running the binds that tie us in life, things that hold us back? She's let go of those things that hold her back. She's become the 100% spiritual being. It's a lot of work to hug a lot of people like that. But everything she does is for the greater good, to the transform lives. And at that meeting, my good friend, he uh, got a new girlfriend and uh, got a new townhouse right after that. 
and his life, things that he has declared for himself in life, are coming to fruition after that moment, being within that spiritual energy. So from where he was before to where he is now, changed from that moment, from that hug, from the energy of the people around him, where he left one, I'm not going to say really darkness, but where he was not where he, he wasn't where he wanted to be at the moment, right? Giving up relationships that could have been because he knew it wasn't right, this is not even a waste of time on it. But having a relationship that's solid, and with another chiropractor, which is fantastic, and that for himself now is changing his life. So not settling for what we, all right, this is what my lot in life is. Remember what Lot got, Lot's wife got, right? Turned into a pillar of salt. Um, because she looked behind of where I was, this is where I should be, because what I have been, and this is where I am now. But I'm not limited by the stuff that has held me back, the darkness or the clouds. You everybody follow that? And I keep going back to... Um, Hercules and the bull, right? Taking the bull by the horns, you confront your fears. He ripped the bull's uh, horn off, and then it became the cornucopia. So it's an amazing story. We've been telling the same story in a million different ways through, you know, millions of different millions. I'm being uh, you know, <laughs> really probably hundreds of cultures. Let's just maybe be more specific, or a hundred. Who knows? but many cultures from early time of how important that is. Because if we look at things in parallels, my friend Pasquale, the reason I'm going to New York next weekend is we're celebrating his birthday. He was born September 11th, 1911. And uh, he, was, uh, he, he told us, speak in parallels. The Bible is speaking in parallels. There are rules, things do this, do this, do this, do this. But really, a lot of the stories are things that relate to us at different times in life, when we hear them or see them with new eyes. So each day, even our own parables, our own you know, parallels, we can look back, okay, I can see this in myself. I can take a step farther and greater than I was before. I am stronger than I was yesterday. I have more confidence or more faith in myself or in God or what I'm doing. So today is a big day. Every day is a big day. I am letting go of my schedule, giving it up to God. Everything still seems like it's chaos. It just stirs the pot, right? All the veggies and things float around in the soup when you stir it, and then they settle to the bottom in a moment. Are you talking about food already? I'm talking about food already, man, I'll tell you. So I'm stirring the pot, but I'm also letting it settle. I'm also at ease. I'm allowing things to happen. Um, our seminar starts tonight at uh, 7 o'clock, and really we stop at Sunday afternoon. So this is a busy weekend. Um, I am in search of a video screen. My friend that's coming, she wants to use her projector. So I brought a sheet. Um, I don't know how well that's going to work, but I have a projector screen somewhere, and I think it's in the garage. You're like, oh, great. How are you going to get in there, pal? <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I've had it. <laughs> My moving days are over for a while. <laughs> well, the, uh, you know, the journey continues. Even if we lose our house, you know, we're still alive. Even if we lose our car, we're still alive. 
cars, houses, toys, clothes, jewelry, all blew away for a lot of people down in, uh, you know, what is it, the Virgin, not the Virgin Islands, the Bahamas, excuse me, and the Bahamas. And it's not easy for them. I can't change everything that's happened with them. I can have empathy. We can donate a little bit of money. We can send clothes and toys. Today, I still have to get on with my life. Everyone has to get on with their life. Life is meant to be lived. That's the meaning of life. And I say really meant to be lived happily. I'm going to end this with one story. Is that okay with everybody? Do you know who the Dalai Lama is? The Dalai Lama... Um, some friends took him out to, they, you know, they went to, he, he spoke somewhere and they wanted to take him and, you know, and enjoy a meal someplace. And uh, they were all skirting around asking him the question because, you know, they're being respectful and, you know, and these are all, you know, well-educated spiritual people. And uh, the question, the big question, um, they were all a little bit nervous and this, the waitress, they were in a, wherever they were, she said, hey, you're that guy. You tell me, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> and he goes, ah, all of these men and women, they were, you know, skating around that question. And it took somebody a little more humble to ask the big question. And, and you know, he said the meaning of life is to live in joy and to be happy. His happiness, I think, is what he said. To happiness. Happiness, joy, love. You know, love also comes with heartstrings, too. It's not all happiness. So even bigger than love is happiness, right? So today I am happy. All right? How does that feel for everybody? Feels good. Feels good? Awesome. Uh, today I am 